tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey guys, and welcome back to the Madam Secretary After Show, Season 1, Episode 14, Whisper of an Axe. If you are tuning in live, please be sure to tweet us at Sterling Cates, at April Wisenhant, and of course at AfterBuzzTV, uh, YouTube.com slash AfterBuzzTV. Find us on SoundCloud, the whole nine iTunes, yards. There everywhere. we go. Like I said, I'm Sterling Cates, and you can find me at Sterling Cates. I'm April Wisenhant, and y'all can find me at April Wisenhant. Yes. I am so excited to be back. Me too. It has been a two-month hiatus. I know. But we are back with part one of a three-episode arc, they're calling it. Yes. So I guess it's a special spring event that's happening. Mm-hmm. Just three more episodes. I, I hate that they give us, you know, just a couple episodes, and then they take it away for two months, and then a couple episodes. I but know. It is funny because the show is really starting to build up now. We're yeah. 14 episodes in. We know the characters pretty well. We're getting to know our staff better. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, you know, the pace is really picking up. Exactly. The first couple of episodes were slow. I remember us talking about that. But now it's like, we want more, we want more. And they just keep doing that. They leave us off, which, I mean, I guess every good show does. But they leave us where it's like, <gasps> yeah, are you can tell us or not? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, wait, we'll, we'll be back in... Two months. At least we actually do have an episode next week. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that we're still on season one because it feels like it has been so much longer than that. But regardless, I'm loving the show. It's really picking up. Um, And they're getting some incredible ratings. Mm -hmm. It is one of the top Sunday night dramas. Yes, which is huge. Yeah, which is amazing, especially, you know, because it doesn't, I feel like it really doesn't get that much press, you know, that much hype. Um, but it is, it, people are tuning in every week that it's on, mm-hmm. and um, people are really liking it, and it's now been renewed for season two. Yay! So that's awesome, and we'll we will, here. yeah, we'll get to, you know, keep chatting about it. Keep chatting with all that. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, it's been two months. How's life? You know, Good. should we How's catch life up? for you? <laughs> yeah, well, we have I've seen you, you a lot, uh, yeah. no. That's all right. All right, well, let's get into the actual episode. Um, so we start right off, um, and we'll just go ahead and talk about the whole microloan situation for and yeah. before we get into other things. So Elizabeth has a meeting in front of the House of Appropriations Committee to defend her budget. Mm-hmm. And there is the Chairman Burke, who is very anti the the microloans right. program. Because it takes up a large portion of the budget, then she's having to take from other programs he thinks can be delegated other places. Yeah. And he's definitely angling for her. He's definitely out to get her. And something I thought that was interesting that they said was that Elizabeth has higher has a higher approval rate than the president. Mm-hmm. So that kind of makes it seem like President... Elizabeth? Like, right. McCord? Or? Well, because think about it with, you know, all the stuff that happened with Marsh and everything, it was supposedly because he had ambitions to be the president. Right. And, you know, everyone in a high 
high up ish office, I guess I should say, in the cabinet, it's always going to be suspected. Like, don't they want to be the president? You know, if people like them too much, you know, and clearly, like, that is something that Burke wants to do. And so he's gunning for her. But it could have been a good program to cut in the first place because Jay, one of her most trusted staffers and one of the most intelligent, in my opinion, was telling her to cut the program as well. Right. Well, and he thought it was a smart move because it's just, it's kind of losing a small battle to win the ultimate, you know, exactly situation. But, and I, um, but it's obviously something that she feels very passionate about. Mm-hmm. But going back to her approval ratings, one of the things that we've talked about in previous after shows that we like about Secretary McCord mm-hmm. is that she doesn't really have those, you know, presidential ambitions. Mm-hmm. So it makes her really, well, that we know of anyway, right. it makes her really focused in her current role, though, and makes it seem like she's, every decision she makes is because it's actually the right thing, not because she has f- for a further agenda. Exactly. And she's doing it for the betterment of the country. Right. And not exactly. Be- not for the betterment of herself. Exactly. She's probably going to be president Which, you know, day, and but. especially in a lot of these political dramas where we're, we're supposed to, supposedly getting a lot of insight into Washington, yeah. it, everyone has those motives, has an, a personal agenda behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether how realistic those agendas are on exactly. TV. But I mean, I'm sure that is the case. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, with and politics. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming they want to be president. Like, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I guess so. That was but, just funny, but though. That's, I was just, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. Um, so anyway, so she goes to the board mm-hmm. to present her budget and to also to defend having the microloan program. Right. But they bring in this um, woman who had has a successful relationship with the Microloans United mm-hmm. program. Um, so she had a $200 loan, mm-hmm. and from that she turned it into this whole agricultural co-op that's mm-hmm. become very successful, and they've been able to build roads and fund schools. And so it's obviously something that's been very important for her community. Exactly. So they're bringing her in to show what it can do. Especially to show that in parts of the world that aren't as fortunate as we are, that $200 makes a huge difference exactly. and that you can grow a lot from that. And that's the whole purpose of why she's really into this and why her staff is as well. And we even see that Stevie is into this later. But <laughs> I love the eye roll already. All of us are excited <laughs> and Stevie's passionate about it. Exactly. We'll talk about Stevie in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, these microloan programs do have a 96 96- percent success rate. Mm-hmm. So they are, you know, they're very good for people who need them and small business owners and women who are, you know, as Stevie points out, she makes a lot of good points, I guess. Yeah. Say. Um, but the point of it is, is her staff fails to find the corruption that Chairman Burke so proudly presents in of front course. of all of the cameras. Mm-hmm. And that is that Miles Pendergraf, who is head of the program or head of the funding for it, he has been caught on surveillance cameras. And he has with strippers and that money right. is coming from taxpayers' <laughs> dollars. So he's been embezzling from this, the small business loans. loans. He was yeah. making false loans and embezzling that money to and himself. He, and using that money in Vegas and doing, you know. In Atlantic City. In, and in Atlantic City and doing indecent I want to know who it. was taking these pictures of him. I kind of just thought about that just now. Like, yeah. Who's taking all these well, pictures? Chairman Burke said that it was surveillance cameras, oh, okay. but the actual pictures looked like they were like eye level. They yeah. weren't like they weren't like up in a 
corner or anything. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. But he obviously had his team working on it to find to dig up this dirt and to publicly embarrass Secretary right. McCord. But the but the thing is, is it's her staff should have known that ahead mm-hmm. of time and warned her about it. So she was, you know, on national television and just being publicly humiliated. Right. So I mean, that just reflects all, obviously very negatively on her, mm-hmm. but. Also, it's her, her staff. staff. They're the ones who research all of this information, and they're the ones who should know about it. If right. I mean, even though he did, you know, kind of sell her out in front of all of these cameras, there still was the issue that she still should have known about somehow. Right. And, you know, they even say later that he's kind of known for doing these things, that people that Burke is threatened by, he ends up, like, taking them out somehow, you know, through getting caught doing something. Right. And it's like the people they talk about, one guy was caught, like, or someone was caught having an affair with a staffer and then other things. So these are all things that they shouldn't be doing. And so this is something that that guy shouldn't have been doing, but they just didn't dig into it enough. Yeah. And they're obviously, Burke is obviously not going to find anything on Secretary McCord because, right. you know, so she he had to find another way to publicly embarrass her because she, what does she do wrong? Nothing ever. Right. Because her <laughs> approval ratings are too high. Yeah. And the other <laughs> thing to consider is that her staff, like we've talked about, you know, for all of the season really, is that they're all inherited from Secretary Marsh's staff. Right. So we've always talked about, you know, are they on her team? Are they against her? Or mm-hmm. can she trust them? I mean, I still think she can. But I definitely, definitely think she can. Yeah, but it's definitely something that they should have seen coming. Mm-hmm. So now she's in a position where she needs to decide if she wants to fire them or trust them and keep them. Right. And she doesn't really seem like the type to be like, I'm going to fire everyone. Right. Yeah. She doesn't. And I, th- but I think that whenever, you know, just like you just said, it has been a concern the entire time since she started. So I think definitely some sort of action to make herself not look like a complete idiot is necessary. And that's why yeah. we get our lovely little Mike B that comes yeah. out. Okay. So yeah. So she brings in a consultant because he has a completely outside perspective on this. He's not working on her staff. He doesn't have any agendas here, Mm -hmm. so he can give an honest opinion. And it's Mike B, but it's Kevin Rom from Mad Men. And I love love him. Me too. So I really hoping that he's in it for the rest of I the think time. He is. Cuz it kind of seems like it at the end when he when she said he was going to hang around for a while. Mm-hmm. But I really love his character. Me too. He brings another like little, you know, sense of humor to it other mm-hmm. than Blake. I love Blake, by the yeah. way. Um, but he also is just so honest and I really like his he kind of balances everyone out. Me too. He always so I watched him a lot on Desperate Housewives and I loved him <laughs> on there. Yeah. But I think that he would be kind of a little bit of a breath of fresh air to the set. Just a little, like, pump up. I mean, yeah. we love all of the characters, of course, but he would be a good addition to the show. So I hope it'll st- he'll stay on for yeah. a while. And I really liked how he kind of kept Elizabeth in her place a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, no, you need to do this. Like, this is a smarter decision. Right. And it seems like she he is really someone that she can trust. And she'll know that he's on her side. And she needs that. Because it's her guy. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think that can really keep the other staff on their toes because they're like, oh, okay, she's bringing in her own people now. Right. This makes us a little nervous. Mm-hmm. And he has a really cute dog. So exactly. why not keep Gordon. him around? <laughs> yeah. Um, but so the rest of the staff is obviously very intimidated by him. Because right. um, he's known for telling people to just fire their staff pretty Right. Much. They call him the hatchet man. And mm-hmm. he's always brought into different departments, whatever it may be, to fire people. Mm-hmm. Because 
like we were talking about, he has an outside perspective and can see where the holes are and exactly who's necessary and who's not. Um, but he comes in right away and tells Elizabeth that she should just fire the whole team exactly. right now, today. Let's start right now, <laughs> starting at the top. And, you know, that's just not in her nature. No. And she, Well, he says don't fire them all at once because then it would look desperate. But he is like... You right. need to fire them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, he's like, well, this is Washington. You're killed or be killed. You got to adapt, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, she is new to Washington. Mm-hmm. So she hasn't really, you know, I think she isn't doing, you know, it by any traditional means. Right. She's doing it her way. And I don't think just because someone is telling her to do it the Washington way that she's going to do it that way. No, well, we've seen her in every scenario on the show so far, how we think she is going to handle it, she doesn't. Because there's always, like, the easy option, like, oh, cut this person, do this to make yourself look better. And I'm like, what is she going to do to get out of this? Yeah. And kind of thought the same thing tonight. Like, what is she going to do to get out of this? But, I mean, she's always got some little trick up her sleeve. She does. So she fires Jay, or it seems like she does. Fires Jay. Yeah. And I really thought she did because, well, I think she did just as a you know, distraction. Yeah. But they took his pass and the whole thing. And I was really surprised that if that was actually happening, mm-hmm. um, that he would be gone because he's one of the greatest assets on her team. Exactly. Because he knows everything. He's so smart. And he and he's the one in the first place that said she should cut the program mm-hmm. and avoided and would avoid that whole situation in the first place. So yeah. um, I was very surprised that she was doing that. Me too. And then bringing in Kyle, who is on... Uh, Berg's team, who was responsible for digging up all the dirt. Right. Um, While it was happening, the whole, like, you know, after she fired him and then has the meeting with Kyle, I'm like, really? You're just going to, like, try and snake this boy out from underneath Burke just yeah. because he did this one thing? I wasn't thinking at all what actually happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, they were trying... The last line she said to Mike B was that they should bring a gun to the knife fight. Right. <laughs> as far as Burke goes. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, okay, well, that kind of makes sense that she's going to hire Kyle now because yeah. he's like Burke's biggest guy and now he'll be on her team, blah, blah. No, I, like, I thought that. I that kind of makes sense. But, but I didn't think what actually, actually happened. happened. Oh, yeah. What okay, happened. so, and then Jay is, he's either he's that drunk a or he's a really good actor acting drunk. You know, probably because a little at the bit bar, of both. Because at the bar, he's Kyle comes and it's like he knew he was going to be there, mm-hmm. and he's bad mouthing about Elizabeth, saying she's an amateur, blah blah blah, and saying information about their the woman who had the successful microloan, right? And um, saying that she didn't know any English and like it was such an amateur move, mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. And so Kyle is using that information. So Jay is purposely feeding him. We find out, right? Because the next day. When Burke calls for another, uh, for Elizabeth to be there and for bring, me- yeah, right. and to bring the woman to the stand, she knows English. She's very eloquent and has a great story. Right, and, it's and very, Burke is clearly surprised by it's that. It's very surprised because Kyle obviously told him all the stuff that Jay said, mm-hmm. and so that's why they called that meeting. Yeah, and well, they knew that he would. They knew that Burke would tell Kyle to go and do that because he's sneaky. He yeah. knew that like he was in a vulnerable state, or he thought that he was in a vulnerable state. So like, let's go and get whatever information we can out. You know, whenever someone gets fired, they're always mad at their boss and say negative things. Yeah. But, I mean, she's just too smart for that. Right. Well, I I guess she saw, you know, ahead of time that Kyle was going to reject, turn down her offer. Right. And that they were going to go after Jay. Because that's, you know, the only... 
long to do. Yeah, like it makes sense. But um, it turns on them and, you know, it all works out. And the woman gives a wonderful speech about how helpful the microloans have been in her life and that her son taught her English and, you know, that it's the $200 really made a difference. The part that I don't get is that the only reason they let her, like, tell her stories because, or we're going to, because they kept saying, or Kyle said to Jay at the bar, he's like, you you knew Burke wasn't ever going to let, or I think Jay said it to Kyle, sorry. Um, We knew Burke was never going to let that, the girl speak. Like, she can't even speak English. So I don't get why just because, because she had a translator. So I don't get why just because he thought she couldn't speak English that he let her speak. Well, maybe he, he thought it was going to go think, negatively. Yeah, I, maybe he just didn't think that what she was going to say wouldn't translate to as emotional as it was. Okay. Because she did tell a great story about how, you know, th- th- this $200 was the reason now they have a co-op, mm-hmm. and that's the reason her son was able to go to school, mm-hmm. and that's the reason her son was able to teach her English, and she was she said that perfectly. Yeah. You know, and I feel like if she didn't know English, then maybe it wouldn't have, like, translated. Or, yeah. That I mean, I'm not really really sure, but that's just yeah. kind of what I thought That makes sense about that. Mm-hmm. But then after that, we find out Jay comes back into the office, and she's like, look who I found. And I was like, that little trickster. I know. Elizabeth just always has something up her sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Jay is not fired, which I'm He's very happy about. He's Me back too. in business. Because I really do think that Jay is someone that she can trust. Yeah. I think he is her biggest asset on the team. For sure. And I think that... Yeah, and I think that he's just constantly proven himself Mm -hmm. to her, and this was even more of a test for that. So um, throughout this whole microloan situation, we learned that Stevie, her daughter, is um, very passionate about microloans, which we didn't know before. She's just, she loves them. Yeah, (laughs) she loves them. Um, But it is interesting because we see further that Stevie and Henry have a stronger relationship than Elizabeth and Stevie, and which has always been the case. Yeah, we've known that because she's just more open with Henry and because she, you know, she still has these issues, I guess, with her mom. But, yeah. you know, sometimes dads are a little easier to talk to sometimes when it comes to about stuff like that. Well, when your mom is the secretary of state yeah. and, you know, is basically... They just don't communicate well yeah. with each other. And her and Henry communicate a little better. Yeah. Well, you. I think that you could really see in this episode, though, when Bess, at the end, when she is on TV defending the microloan thing, and she says, I am so proud to be leading this, like, that this is an important issue. You can see Stevie watching that, and she's, like, proud of her. Right. And I think the reason they butt heads so much is because they kind of are really similar. Yeah. And they're both very strong and have strong opinions. Mm-hmm. And... And are interested in the same thing. So, obviously, Stevie knows what's going on. She's not dumb by any means. Exactly. Um, But this... They're still struggling with her this episode about her going to college and doing something with her life. And Henry talks to her about, what are you passionate about? Like, what matters to you? Mm -hmm. And Stevie says that she's passionate about microloans. So, she goes to volunteer at the Microloans United, which obviously now is deserted uh, deserted much. because of the budget cuts and they don't know what's going to happen blah blah so mm-hmm. she goes to uh, offer her services there yeah so but she can't they can't accept them because she's not in college yeah and you can't do an unpaid internship without college credit cuz that's slavery <laughs> so i loved that line when he's like that's called slavery yeah exactly <laughs> she's like i don't care um, but anyway so that motivates her to apply to Georgetown in the fall and so she will be going back to college 
And they were both so surprised about it yeah. whenever she was telling them that. Cause she's like, she was like, do I have I your borrow, permission? Can I borrow $20,000? Yeah. I was just like, just tell them you're going to college. Like don't beat around the bush here. Yeah. I think she just didn't want them to think that they're, she was doing it for them. Exactly. It's definitely a very, she wasn't ever going to do anything that wasn't a decision for herself, mm-hmm. which I mean, I respect for sure. Absolutely. I'm glad that it's getting her back into college. Though. Yeah. And if it's something, or she is seemingly really passionate about mm-hmm. it and or passionate about the underlying cause, I guess, of what the microloan program represents. Um, but I'm happy that it's getting her back into college and getting her focused again. So I hope we see another side of her, a more ambitious side. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I'm glad that she's going back to school and she'll be able to, she's finding something that she's actually passionate about, mm-hmm. maybe can direct some of her that passion fire she has. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but I, she'll probably move out, I'm assuming, if she goes to college. And yeah, then it'll be so. a little less tension between her and Elizabeth. Yeah. I did see a little, like, something with her and the guy who's in charge at the microloan program. I know. I was going to say, is this going to be a new romantic interest for her? We haven't think? had any romance in a long time, so maybe. I know. I don't know. But, um, th- yeah, so Stevie's going back to school. That makes Elizabeth and Henry very happy. Yes. But while we're talking about the family, so they didn't really go into detail about anyone else, uh, but Jason is on the debate team now. Yeah. And, yeah, they didn't really give us much more information about her family life. Mm-hmm. But I love when they are at their house that they're talking about, like, really random stuff. Exactly. Like the, the potato balls and, like, all that stuff. Because you see <laughs> no her talking. Key. Yeah, and you'd see her talking about serious stuff all the time at the office. And then they're just, like talking about pasta. Well, that's why I like them like, so much yeah. because they're able to set aside their like crazy intense work jobs and just talk about dumb television shows. Yeah. I just love Henry so much. Me, I'm kind of too. obsessed with him. I, um, I'm hoping, you know, in the next couple of episodes that they have for this three episode thing that we learn, you know, go back to Henry's plotline. Like if he's still working for, for the CIA or whatever. Yeah. Um, or if he's just going back to teaching. So right. I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so from CV, let's move on to the whole Vincent Marsh case. I'm so happy we're back on this. I know. Because we haven't learned anything about it in so long. Well, we haven't even watched the show in two months. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but yes, I am glad that they did address it this episode. Yeah. I was reading a few articles online that said... Um, it was guaranteed that they we were going to have some resolutions during this three episode arc, arc thing oh, um, the with Lord. the with the Marsh case because I think so many viewers and fans have been like, okay, where where are we going with this? Like, yeah. we want some answers because they keep just giving us a little bit and a little bit, but it's never like an answer to anything. Right. Yeah, I'm hoping they'll dedicate this next episode, especially with the way it ended, yeah. to figuring it out because now there's a missing person. But let's yeah. talk about it really quickly. So they find that there's this person, is it Samila Madavi? Yeah. Um they find out that this person, Samila, was the last Iranian national seen withdrawing money from Marsh's account. She was the one who they saw on the video on camera the who was covered and everything. Right. So they they find her though. Yes. And so they plan She's in Istanbul. Yes. And they plan this um <laughs> I loved your face when you thought yeah. Well I was like I thought it was so random. She's at an Iranian <laughs> safe house in Istanbul. I'm like, okay. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um but so they plan this street grab to bring her in for questioning. So it's just supposed to be a queen quick sweep mm-hmm. um, just to bring her in for questioning 
no, you know, right. Nothing's supposed, to, supposed happen to happen. No one's supposed to know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it goes wrong. And the, the operation was compromised. So there's obviously people watching and mm-hmm. guns were fired and she ends up dying. dying. And mm-hmm. so does one of the CIA, uh, one of guys. The CIA guys. And um, so when they find out that it's compromised, Russell and Elizabeth have to start figuring out who could have done it because no one else knew. Right. And I don't think they knew that Isabel is in on it. Or yeah. it didn't seem like they well, did I don't anyway. think, yeah, well, Russell had his suspicions that, you know, Elizabeth didn't get to where she was with the investigation all on her own. There right. had to be another hand in there mm-hmm. and someone else helping out. Um, so... You know, he, she tells him about Isabel and she approaches Isabel and says, this is, I have to, you know, turn you in for right. this because I you can't really trust anyone, exactly. you know, like she wants to trust her and I'm sure she does. I'm sure she believes 100% it wasn't her. Right. But, but she has to question she her. She has to question her, especially now that Russell knows that she's involved. Mm-hmm. She can't not do it. Right. Um, so they, they know that there's some sort of mole that's releasing the information, mm-hmm. and now it's just really figuring out who it is. Mm-hmm. And so since it's gotten this far, they have to tell the president because right. they haven't been telling him just in case, you know, so that he can say that he didn't know anything about right. it, whatever. Plausible deniability. There we go. That's Thank you for that. You're welcome. And uh, so, yeah, they have to bring him in because they have no other move now. Right. Um, so... When they go to talk to the president, he's obviously upset because he feels like they should have came to him much right. sooner. Yeah, well, because it's, I mean, it's something that's huge. And it's something that he tells us that he had suspicions about whenever, you know, the Dubai plane crash happened in the first place. So maybe he could have helped originally. Obviously, now we know that he probably could have helped. Yeah. Because he, yeah. Uh, we found out about the two CIA guys. Yeah. So when he said that he had his suspicions about the Dubai crash, he hired two agents to investigate it. One being George, who died, who was, who was one of mysteriously, the he was one of the people who was investigating it. Right. And now he's, he was mysteriously died hours after telling Elizabeth the very beginning of the season mm-hmm. that he was suspicious of Marsha's death. Right. So, as soon as he confessed that information, he mysteriously died. Mm-hmm. And so that is something, you know, in addition to this, Marsh is the bigger picture, but also, obviously, Bess is very concerned about what happened to George as exactly. well. So when the president says that George Peters was the one, one of the agents, mm-hmm. and now he's dead, right? Elizabeth automatically is like, well, who's the other but one? But that's so fishy, though, because he also, he was one of the agents, but he told the president that it was an accident. That nothing happened. Yeah. That's so the same what, George? No. George is the one that came to the Elizabeth's house. Yeah. And was like, you need to be careful. Like, Marsha's death. Like, gave her a heads up about Marsha's death. So, but and he, thought, but and he she told the he president like, that it wasn't an act Or that it was an accident. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. So, the two so agents that he's then. talking about were hired were he, George, and he said the, who is now dead. Yeah. George Peters was yeah. his name. Yeah. And then we learn, obviously, the other is Juliet. But, so why would he tell the president that it was an accident? I'm not sure. But there's a reason that he's dead now. And right. just, I think what they're trying to figure out is who, who done it. Who does it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But so, so, um, he tells Elizabeth that the other one was Juliet, mm-hmm. who we see at the beginning of the episode, if we want to rewind a little bit, they're having a dinner, Isabel, 
Elizabeth and Juliet yes. are all having a dinner, and it's really just an excuse for Isabel and Elizabeth to get together so that uh-huh. they can talk about it afterwards. But Juliet is apparently not involved at all. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't want to be involved. Well, she doesn't want to be involved in the mm-hmm. in the investigation. Right well, now, I know why. Exactly. Well, we don't know exactly why. Yeah. Um, but she does confess that the kid she lost custody of her kids or the mm-hmm. the. Um, the, her ex-husband, I'm assuming, has custody because of her dangerous job. Right. But now, looking back, it kind of seems like, because Elizabeth goes to her house to see, I don't, first it's like, it's to see if she's okay, but then it's, I think they just went for dinner. No, no, at the end when they go back oh, and okay. they and raid her home or whatever mm-hmm. and she's not there and there's everything's been swiped and cleaned and whatever. And oh, she, I don't think they were going to see if she was she, okay. Yeah, they were just going to find her. Right. And she wasn't there and everything's been sweeped. So either I'm thinking like if she's innocent or whatever, then she was kidnapped or something. I don't think she but she left a note and like we don't know what it says. Well, I think I, she's the one because we find whenever they're questioning Isabel, we find a bug in her jacket. Yeah, so, so she I think that um bugged her at the dinner. Yeah. And heard them talking she's at her and talking somehow. about it after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she left like she left on the counter the teddy bear with the note and I'm you were like, please don't turn it off. Please don't yeah. turn it off. And they just ended the episode. We didn't see. I know. I guess we'll find out next. But so she's gone now. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, that's probably why her kids were, you know, right. put them <gasps> with the. Yeah. Oh, I just thought of something. But what? I'll say it in prediction. Okay. It's prediction. Well, hold on. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that pretty much does it yeah. for the episode. So we end off with Juliet gone. She mm-hmm. leaves the note for Elizabeth. We don't know what it says. Um, so we're getting somewhere with who this mole is, who's involved with Marsh, uh, Marsh's death. So hopefully next episode we'll even go further into that. Exactly. Um, and it just seems like each episode we're having Bess is thrown with problems that she's never experienced with, with mm-hmm. but she handles them like an old pro. Of course. Per usual. Yeah. All right. Let's get into some predictions. Perfect. And now you're after Buzz TV. So what, what was that uh, aha moment okay. you just had? So I'm thinking that little Juliet, I don't think she's guilty of anything, but I think that maybe she, and it kind of explains the George thing too, maybe they were both forced to say that it was an accident. Yeah. And I think that whoever is probably, I think that she's being threatened. Maybe her kids, maybe even her ex-husband, they're threatening to harm them unless they help. Now that, like, someone, whoever is in charge of this, knows that, like, people are researching it. There's an investigation. So maybe they forced her to bug Isabel or else. And then maybe, because I thought about it whenever you said the thing about the note again. Like, I'm sure she would have left a note because, you know, Bess is her friend, but also, like, why would she leave a note if she was doing something completely against Wrong. her? Right. So, I think that she's probably being forced to. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like there's probably, like you were saying, when George told the president that, um, you know, it was, it was an, an accident, accident, blah, blah, he was probably being forced to do that. Right. And now he, whether it's guilt or something, or Marsh died or mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, that forced him to tell Bess, but as soon as that happened, then he died. So right. there's obviously another force out there. I was reading something that it's, it's like a Middle Eastern organization or something oh. that's involved with the plane crashes and involved with covering it up or whatever. I don't know if that's true. I just read that and it kind of makes sense. I feel yeah. like they could bring in an outside thing that we haven't really talked about yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely don't, 
um, think that uh, Juliet is completely like intentionally in on it. Like, yeah. I feel like maybe they could have threatened her family mm-hmm. and said maybe that's why you know she is w- allowing them to go to her ex-husband right, and not fighting and, for custody and not fighting for it. And because if you're fr- if one of your best friends is Secretary of State and you. Your kids are taken away from you completely just because of your job, even though it is a high risk job. Like, no, you're gonna tell your friend and do something and about that. And she's gonna help you out. Yeah. And so that's even probably when why she doesn't know. Yeah. And even when Elizabeth and Isabel were saying, "Is there anything we can do?" Blah blah. She was just like, "No. Like, mm-hmm. it's just something I'm gonna have to deal with." So I feel like that that whole kid scene was definitely something yeah. with it. And I think it and shows she that she purposely left the bear there. Like, oh, I forgot to do the kid sweep so that she would, you know, whenever she saw it, she would notice it. Yeah. I don't know. There you go. We'll see. But yeah, so I definitely feel like I'm very excited for these next two episodes because we do have some guarantee that we're going to learn more about who's behind all of this. Yeah. Um, but I'm so happy we're back. Me too. Yes, and so that about does it for us this week. Where can yeah. the people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at April Wissenhant. And you can find us all on AfterBuzz TV, yes. on Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, iTunes, you name it. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sterling Cates. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week, and we will see you next see week. See you next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.